Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bengals and Brews podcast. We had to, uh, since I'm the kind of beer connoisseur, I got my 50 West Coast to Coast here, repping for the for the Natty. But um, Dale, what are you drinking over there? Oh, this would be a ice cold, wonderful, magnificent Miller Lite. <laughs> there you go. Again, Mr. Miller, that's what we're going to start calling you. I don't do names. <laughs> but uh, this is the Bengals and Brews podcast. How, how, how's everybody been this week? How you been this week, Dale? Uh, a little sick over the weekend. I was afraid it was going to be COVID, thankfully. Tested twice now. That's negative. So I was like, all right. Of course, you know, it put me down for most of the weekend, but Phil – good enough to now go back to work on Monday morning. So yeah, that's yeah. perfect then, right? You know, didn't get to enjoy the beautiful 75 degree weather yesterday. Yeah. I got to enjoy a little Friday. Like I wasn't too down and out, but then Saturday morning I woke up, I was just done. Oh on man. The cold, that's like, chills then burning up. I was like, man, if I'd, I've tested positive for COVID twice already. Like I'm like, I don't want to have this a third time. So I'm done with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yep. But, um, yeah, as, as you know, I think I, I'm sure I told everybody. Um, I told, I know I told you, Dale, but we had our um, Whitetails Unlimited banquet this week. That's why I got my, whoops, my Whitetails Unlimited hat on. Um, that's a nice little crap. I'll, I'll give you some Yeah, yeah see, that's got, got my Adams County Whitetails Unlimited logo on there. It's a... I'm feeling pretty fresh right now. You know, I got my AFC champion shirt on. I'm feeling pretty good. But go. um, anything, anything exciting going on this week? I don't, I don't really know that there's much going on in football life right now. Do you well, think there's anything going on? I mean, I guess we'll have to start with the combine. That's really been the the, the main thing. <laughs> that that uh, Twitter, you get on Twitter, that's all you see the, the last uh, three or four days. So, and yeah. I mean. Even right before we hopped on here, we were just talking to each other. Like, we're looking up times, which, I mean, that doesn't mean everything, but it, it does. I mean, Jordan Davis, good Lord. I don't know if you've seen that yesterday. You were a pretty busy man, but. I, so I saw uh, glimpses. I did see, like, because he was all over Twitter, apparently. Yeah. Um, you know, apparently uh, Twitter was a, the whole account. Twitter account was a Jordan Davis stand or is it Jordan? No, what's his name? Yeah, you're right. It is, yeah, Jordan Davis stand account. So he, uh, yeah, he he turned quite a few heads yesterday. Which I mean, right? I mean, and he was already a first round guy, anyways. You know, tape, just everything right. that he's already done. But then you go out and you're six foot six, three hundred forty one yeah. pounds, and you run a four seven. Yeah, that's that's insane. Just making all of them guys look look terrible. I mean, not necessarily terrible, but you know, it's it's just crazy to see somebody that size running like that. Yeah, and his shorter splits, like everything that he did testing wise, his broad jump, his vertical. I mean, it wasn't just the forty yard dash. It was it was everything he did was phenomenal performance. So 
He's that yeah. and his teammate Devontae Wyatt, somebody that we've talked about a lot, you know, potentially for us. Mm-hmm. He tested just as good. He's just no one's quite the size Jordan Davis is, which the thing is, right. now I could see him like prime spot, but I've already thought he could be a potential Baltimore Raven. And now uh, with everything he's done, like tell me that man doesn't seem like a, a prime Baltimore Raven at pick fourteen. Yeah, and like like we said beforehand, you know, that's it seems like the the Ravens, they always have that one guy or, or that just falls right into their lap. I was thinking at first it was going to be Linderbaum, but you know, maybe it'll be Jordan Davis. They they love uh, they love stacking up that defense, that's for sure. Well, I, I really I've been against them getting uh, Sauce Gardner or um, Derek Stingley. So I was really yeah. hoping it wouldn't be one of those guys. I, honestly, I'd prefer to go ahead and be Jordan Davis. Like, yeah, that man's a mountain and tested like a freak. But I don't know. There's just something about they get one of those corners. They'll be a pro yeah. for the next – all pro for the next 10 years. Yeah, and I – could you imagine? And I saw – I got a credit. Um, even though he's a Ravens fan, I, I can't remember his name. Um, that Hollywood uh, something or another, he's a Ravens fan. He said, you know, could you imagine a Jamar Chase against a Derek Stingley for the next freaking 10 years? Honestly, I I would I would be cool with that. I think that would be a great, you know, something great to watch for the next five, 10 years. But I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't like the games where he's absolutely locking down Jamar up. Yeah. Which I don't know if anybody can lock Jamar up. <laughs> it's not looking that way right now, that's for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. As far as the um, the podcast and the the YouTube show goes, um, was there any any life talk you wanted to talk about before we really start cracking into this uh this combine a little more? Uh, I mean, I went on I went on Jeff's show Friday for a little bit. Um, got to call you a jackass for, for that one draft you made us do at the end of the show. Um, yep, I saw that. I saw that. I appreciate all, that. Uh, hey, all, uh, that's, I was going to say that's definitely not the worst thing I've been called. <laughs> so I got um, last night. I we had we had quite a, a bit of fun. Um, we had, like I said, we had our banquet, and um, wife's not too happy with me. Because I uh, I bought a four hundred dollar gun and let's just leave it at that. She's not very thrilled about it, but I could, I thought it was a deal. Couldn't pass it up. And if all else fails, I could definitely sell this thing. So that's it's seeming like if I want my marriage to work, I'm gonna have to get rid of it. Uh, all right. So anybody that's interested in, in uh, well, well, whatever kind of gun Derek has here, he can talk about a little more. Sounds like it's gonna be for sale, basically. It's for sale. <laughs> oh man, I was, my my internet cut out for like three seconds, and I'm like, oh great, here we go again. Hopefully, we're not having the same issues we had last week because I I moved my Wi-Fi extender to a different area of the house in hopes that 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 kind of takes care of things. But yeah, if anybody's looking for a uh, H&M Defense AR upper, get a hold of me. <laughs> so did but, you yeah, did, was, did you have any drinks you, at the banquet? Um that could have resulted in the purchase of the uh upper, but yeah, we had we had a lot of beer, a lot of uh a lot of good food too. We had this uh I can't remember the, the name of the place. It's a barbecue joint out by us and let me just tell you, it is one of the best barbecue actually they might be out by you now that I'm thinking about it because I think they came from Scioto County. Um, I, sure. I can't remember. It's smoking something barbecue. I can't remember the name of it, but but yeah, there it was really good pulled pork barbecue. They had some smoked cabbage and smoked uh, some sort of smoked. It was almost. I thought it was macaroni and cheese, but it wasn't. It was like potatoes, like shredded potatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sure. not really sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what it's called, but it was it was really good food. You were just drinking and, and eating uh, whatever they put in front of you. Yeah. Yep. I told Sarah, and actually, um, she had she had a spill, which was my fault again. So I'm just 
I may not be married within the next couple weeks. I mean, she is not real thrilled with me because, uh, yeah, I asked her. I, I had them pager on the microphone to come see me because I was running one of the games. And she walks over there. I said, hey, hey, honey, can you give me a plate so I can eat real quick? Because my, my table I was running was kind of going a little bit slow. And she said, sure. And she started to walk away. And then she's like, oh, I forgot to ask him if he wanted pork or chicken. So she turns around and there's this wet spot on the floor from, my, I guess, some, where somebody spilled beer. And she slipped on that thing. She's got a big old bruise on her knee. And she, yeah. So she's hopefully, hopefully she's icing it right now. Yeah, I'm surprised we're even doing a podcast with this news I'm getting. Yeah, I'm surprised I, I, making sure. Yeah, my head's still attached, but yeah, it might not be after the podcast. I'm gonna say for now. So, so next week, (laughs) assuming nothing changes, we plan on trying to have Malik right on next week. You know, busy schedules this time of year. Probably won't be talking like specific free agent names. Just little ideas here and there. A little bit of combine talk because he got to cover the combine. I think that would be awesome. Seems like a yeah. super cool event. Let him talk about that, you know, if he comes on next week. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what we're hoping for next week. So it may just yeah. be me and Malik talking next week if Derek is murdered by his wife. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. But, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely it was definitely a good time. And, and as far as next, next week goes, I can't wait to talk to Malik and uh, and have him on the show and, and talk a little a little free agency, which I know, like you said, you know, and I think he, he had mentioned on Twitter until the um, whatever they call, want to call it. I don't know how this is kind of an oxymoron, but legal tampering period begins. He really isn't going to have any any news. Right. As far and, as, uh, well, and he doesn't give names anyway. Like he don't. That's not, right. not kind of what Malik does anyway. So he'll kind of make you get even after it starts. But great follow. And he's got the information. It's just we yeah. want to have one very knowledgeable guy. I think it'll be great just kind of letting everybody know, like, hey, if you want to join the chat and be like, are we going to sign Ryan Jetson? He's not – he can't touch – he's not – like – Exactly. Even if he but has yeah, he, he's not going to say Yeah. But in, just for instance, like, you know, if, if maybe you didn't see uh, Frank Pollock's interview or something and you wanted to know what are what are the kind of specific guys that they're going to be targeting in free agency, apparently, apparently glass eaters is the kind of people that we'll be looking for. So, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that, that um, Malik can give us, like the, the interviews or, and stuff, talks that he's had that maybe not everybody has, has got to hear yet. So I'm definitely looking forward to that episode. Um, and But as far as this one goes, you want to get into a little combine talk? It, it's whatever you want to talk about, man. We, we plan on having Willie on and, you know, talk, getting into it a little more. He's He has some things going on, which we know that could always mm-hmm. be a situation. We, we, we had, right. We had, we're going to try to work it out, but we'll have him on at some point again as well. I was actually uh, trying trying to kind of send this link out. I don't know if either of us did that. In this second episode, we're already slacking. We're hot messes. We have busy weekends. Uh, in the future, <laughs> we'll have this, we'll have this uh, tightened down a little better. Yep. But um, as far as like the combine goes, if you wanted to talk about um, NFL.com has a, gr- a great, um, I guess you want to call it article about uh, the scouting combine winners and losers of day two. If you wanted to maybe talk about that a little bit. Um, as far as the offensive line and defensive line, you know, we really don't need to talk running backs and linebackers because I don't, I don't think that that's uh, the guys that, that we're really going to be talking about, but um, that Icky uh, Ikwanu, which apparently his name he was named after Icky Woods. I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. There, what yeah. did you think about him? Well, I mean that's a guy who's in a conversation to be a top five pick. Him and Evan Neal. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. everybody saw the picture of Evan Neal. <laughs> I mean the man's oh, yeah, three hundred forty some pounds, but pretty rocked up and like just. Phenomenal, which I, I've had him as my number one player, but Aquanu is top five also. That's why, like, yeah, I'd love to be able to draft one of those guys, but it's just not going to happen for, for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I mean, but in general, I think both guys are going to pan out and be good NFL players yeah. for wherever they wind up.
Yeah, I don't know if you're you cut and, out on uh, there for a second or, or what happened. Yeah, it cut out, but it went back in. Um, another another guy. What? Not, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll tell you what. I will sh- pop this up on our so our uh, listeners can see it. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through the um, the NFL.com website, and this is free to everyone, so it's not behind a paywall or anything, so I don't have to worry about sharing it. But here, let's pause that and go over to here. But yeah, at Abraham Lucas is another offensive tackle that they're they're talking about right now all the winners um, of the day. Lucas is solid. That's a guy, like my personal rankings, I've got as a second rounder, like a solid second round grade on him. Um, Okay. He tested well. Didn't show anything any different. I look for him still to get drafted somewhere. I don't know if he'll be at the end of the second or not because there's usually a pretty good run on on offensive linemen. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if he if he makes it to the second round, would, would that be a potential trade back target or maybe selecting him at thirty one? Or do you think he's? he's I think thirty one's a little too, a little too rich for him still mm-hmm. at this point. Like I don't have him that highly graded. Um, but okay. I honestly, I don't know. In a way, I would consider it because, like I said, that Bernard Raymond is another guy a lot of people are kind of projecting at 31. I think he's more developmental, whereas Abraham Lucas, I think, is more NFL ready. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the higher upside, the higher ceiling, but, like, we're, you know, if you want a guy that can come in there and play right away, you you maybe yeah. do think about taking an Abraham Lucas at 31. I just – I don't know if he's – I don't know. I just hate to take him there, but but I mean, it would at least be a conversation depending on what what you've done in free agency or what you haven't done at that point. Yeah. Okay. Well, and you know, I I know these guys aren't the the exact prop or the exact same thing as um, you know a Slater versus Sewell last year, but that was the kind of same the same thing they were saying about those two. You know, Slater is the more ready made tackle or guy that can that could start out and play and be fine, whereas they thought Sewell was, was going to be kind of a project. Now, they both had great years, but it, it really showed that Slater, it almost seems like Slater should have been picked before Sewell, in my opinion. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, see, that's another one of those. I, I think that Sewell has a chance to be a once-in-a-generational type type offensive lineman. So, yeah, he probably still would have taken Sewell, but yeah, like, just like everybody said, Slater's a little more pro-ready, and he came in from day one and was pro-ready, whereas Sewell mm-hmm. had some preseason struggles, had some struggles early in the season. But then he started yeah. to see his upside even the second half of his rookie season. So, I mean, I don't think you could go wrong, you know, with either one of those guys, but I probably yeah. personally would have still taken Sewell out of those two offensive tackles. Okay. So you, do you think that's kind of the same thing here? You think you'd rather take the, the – uh, Raymond over Lucas. It, see, to me, it's different circumstances. Like the circumstances are so much different because we're a team that just played in the Super Bowl. Whereas, yeah. You know, whereas those two teams, I don't think anybody. I mean, you know, maybe the, the Chargers people thought that they could have been a Super Bowl contending team, and they got mm-hmm. Slater. So, but I don't think anybody thought Detroit was going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, yeah. yeah, nothing even close. <laughs> yeah, even if Dean Campbell had him biting the kneecaps, I don't think yeah. they were quite ready. But, but um, um, I don't know. So to yeah. me, I, yeah, I do typically like the upside. But with with Raymond this year and being you know pick thirty one and Super Bowl contender, like I wouldn't be completely against it. It's just I I don't know. I would go a different direction. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, you've got. Uh, Dylan Parham, which was one of the guys that you was, you know, before any of this combine stuff came out, you was talking him up. As was wasn't he your uh, guard one? No, I didn't or have close him. to being your, your well, interior. He's a guy. Par, Parham's a guy who um, he played some center at the Senior Bowl, so he's played. I think a, a lot of tackle, maybe even at Memphis, but like. A lot of people think could be a guard prospect, but that's the versatility that we're talking about. And then, mm-hmm. I, like I am ranked because a lot of people have him ranked now as a, as a center prospect. So I have him as like yeah. my, my second or third center prospect. Which, 
after Linderbaum, I don't really think there's anybody that, you know, is a day one impact guy, but but Parham definitely mm-hmm. would be a bad, you know, mid-round pick type of player to come in and compete yeah. at guard or center. Yeah, I like I like the I like Parham a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and through and watch all these because I was a little busy when uh when all this was going on. But yeah, like I said, running backs isn't really a, a thing we're really worried about. Um there, there's a guy right there on your losers. Uh, is that Kenyon Green? Kenyon Green, yeah. Yeah, yep. and I mean, that was a guy coming into the season, a lot of people be, uh, thought would be a top 10 pick. And, and I mean, he didn't have a great season like he we're used to him having. He mm-hmm. So he's gotten his stocks dropped, but he's still pretty solid first rounder. And he also didn't have a great combine. But still a guy that, I mean, he's not going to go out of the top 50 picks for sure. But that could be a guy at 31 because I think he's he's a day one starter still. Like, he's played all over the line. Him and Zion yeah. Johnson are my two guys that if if we need to bring in another guard, I would love one of those guys to slide to us at 31. And mm-hmm. this may help it happen. Now let me ask you this. Are any of these round one, round two guys, do you think uh, – in our range, do you think would potentially be better than um, the guys we have on our line now? Yeah. Like if, uh, a yeah, year, too. well, a projected year two bump for like a, uh, like a, a Smith or a, uh, or a Jackson Carmen, you know, those two guys are projected to, to play a whole lot better in year two than they were in year one. Would you, would you rather have a Kenyon Green rookie year? starting on our line as opposed to, to one of them two starting in year two? Well, p- part of that is what have we done in, in free agency? You know, like did we take care of every other position? Right. And you don't ne- necessarily have to use that draft capital on a left guard yeah. at that point. You keep you you let those guys in-house compete for the left guard spot because I, I do think both of them has a chance to take that leap you're talking about. But mm-hmm. let's say we didn't – we didn't sign any guard because that's a worry that a lot of people have because we don't like to pay guards. So maybe we sign yeah. a, a Jensen or somebody at center, and then we sign a Morgan Moses at right tackle, and that's all we sign in free agency. Well, I'm not happy with my guards at that point, so we better go out and draft somebody along with the other guys that we already have in-house to compete. Yeah, because that would potentially leave you with um... – Starting both of them. Yeah, you potentially be starting both of them, or maybe Hopkins if they keep him and and one of them too. Yeah, and yeah that I'm, would be. And I know, yeah, and I know that uh, Jeff Trenopool, Mister Strawberry Ice. Um, yep. You know he has talked a lot about moving Hopkins to right guard, but I think he would even tell you like if that's how it worked out, he he wouldn't be that wouldn't be an ideal situation. Hey, we're yeah. we're counting on these guys making a jump at left guard. And we're counting on Trey Hopkins playing well at right guard. Like, that seems like a recipe for disaster to me. Yeah. Uh, if if we potentially have our two starting guards on our roster right now, I think that would be an issue. I'm not opposed to, you know, I'm kind of on the uh, Jeff Trenopal Iceman side as, as far as Hopkins being a guard because I kind of agree with him. If we have a – Elite. Well, would you consider Jensen to be an elite center? I think he he's, he's close, if not. Yeah, he's up there very close. And like another guy is Ben Jones, but he's thirty-two years old from the Titans. Like, I mean, technically, yeah. that guy's last two years has been elite. So yeah, but if you had a uh, one of them two guys in the center position, and then a Jonah Williams on the left and a Morgan Moses on the right, I think that that will help those guard positions, but I don't think I would be, I would like to have both of them being, I would rather see Hopkins, uh, Spain potentially, if he comes back, a Hopkins, a Spain, a Carmen, a Trey Hill, or uh, Smith, what's his name? Deontay Smith. Uh, Deontay Smith. Like those guys all fighting for one spot as opposed to two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. That just doesn't like if we're plugging in both of those guards without and, and what, then all we've really added is, is a, a center. And then we've got Moses who I like Morgan Moses, but even if it's Trent yeah. Brown, whoever's out there, 
they're not a big enough improvement from Riley Reef even at right tackle. So it's almost sounding like we're bringing back our same freaking line except one guy at that point. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be comfortable with that. <laughs> like, yeah, and then and then that almost guarantees you that you know that's the whole thing with the uh, with the draft is you want to draft for you know you want to draft best player available. But if if we were to do something like that, I would think okay, we can't come out of round one without a tackle, or no, we can't come out of, right, right. You know, or and we can't come out really realistically. We can't come around, come out of the first two rounds without um, filling that position, in my opinion. But I mean, I understand the thought of um, Jackson Carmen, um, Dante Smith taking those those year two leaps. Yeah, and if but, it's one spot, if it's one spot and it's competition, I'm okay with that. But when right. you start talking like two spots and Trey Hopkins moving over and we're banking on mm-hmm. him, you know, we're banking on both sides now around the center. Like Jensen right. hasn't shown anything where he'd be that big of an improvement over mm-hmm. Trey at center to where you could just say, well, let's hope these two spots work out, which has been our weakness for the last two seasons. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely an issue, but, um, Let's let's uh let's move on to let's do a little a uh, just a teensy bit of since we're talking free agency, um, homegrown free agency talk because it seems as if everybody's worst nightmare is about to happen. Yeah. And what what are your thoughts on that the whole Jesse Bates situation right now? Well, I'm just I'm frustrated. Probably like mm-hmm. Jesse Bates is filling and a lot of the rest of the Bengals fan base is filling because when, when I was on Jeff's show Friday, I, I said, man, I don't want to have to franchise tag him. You can always work out a deal after. Yes, there's nothing saying you can't. I said, but right. it's one of those things that leaves a sour taste and there's no guarantee he'll want to stay. There's no guarantee he doesn't hold out. There's, I mean, there's just it's not a good thing to have to franchise tag him and not work out a long-term deal. And he's young. He's like 25. He's a captain. Like he's done everything right for the, for this team in the city. Like I, I think it, it's, it's crazy not to work something out and keep him happy. Like, and then, and then I don't know, it was like a few hours later, there's, you know, people reading into his tweets or this, that he's posting different stuff. Like my price yesterday yeah. isn't my price today. Like, just things you don't want to start seeing. And I'm like, man, I just was talking about that on that show. Like mm-hmm. it's already starting and we haven't even placed the franchise tag on. It. So once that happens, it's going to be a lot worse. Yeah. And, and in all honesty, this is kind of like, like paying the, the quarterback. I mean, yes, it's not that expensive, but you want to be that first one because if we wait on this, and then some of these other safeties that are out there in free agency and some of these other cornerbacks and players are starting to get their their um, their money, then we're going to turn around here saying, shit, well, we could have signed Jesse Bates, the, the best safety in the league, in my opinion, and to a three-year, four-year, whatever, 15, 15 and a half, $16 million contract. And now that's what, I don't know. J.C. Jackson is getting well. Well, yeah, cornerback is a is a much better position. But in my opinion, as a, as far as value goes, I think Jesse Bates is a much more valuable player than a J.C. Jackson. What's well, your thoughts? Well, I don't necessarily know about that. To this team, he may be just because of the type of leader and captain and what he means to the team. And you're showing like, hey, because how many times do we hear that? We will pay our homegrown players. Yeah. So if we stop doing that, then it's like, I don't know, does that mess with your locker room chemistry, which everybody says is a big reason that the Bengals made it where they did this year. But yeah. um, as far as like who you, what you were talking about there with other safeties, I, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it was, I don't know if it was last night or this morning, I seen something about Derwin James may start negotiating a new contract. Oh, Well, that's why I thought maybe you'd seen it. Cause I was like, you were saying basically yeah. the exact scenario. Cause Derwin yeah, James I knew getting early and getting a deal. Well, Bates is going to see what he got. If he gets a, a real big deal that 
Yeah. Grabs that price up. And that's and that's the worst thing. That's the worst thing to happen too. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I was just that was one of them I was thinking of because I knew he was getting close yeah. because he was it was was he drafted one year or two years later than uh, Jesse Bates? I think it was one year, but it's and and they even have his fifth year option. I, they should unless maybe it, okay maybe yeah. I think that's what I think it was the same year. Yeah, as Jesse yeah. Bates, but I think Derwin went first round. He did. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so and that's that you do not want to happen because if a guy like Derwin James, who is one of the best safeties in the league, yes, but it's only when he's healthy. He, I, he, I think this is the first year he's had in that four or five seasons or four seasons where he's been healthy the entire year. Am I am I correct in saying that? I think maybe second. I feel like he he was really healthy as a rookie, and everybody's like, "Damn, why'd this guy fall?" Because okay. he yeah. one earlier too. And then Andrew, I, I think I, yeah, I think I remember that now. But yeah, if he gets because I feel like he's going to get the bag from from uh, the Chargers because they just they absolutely adore that guy and and with with reason too. I mean, like I said, when he's on the field, he's a good ball hawk. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't know. I just want to keep the the team chemistry the best we can. That's And they talk about that when they talk about bringing in outside free agents. One of the first things they say, you know, they have to fit our culture. They have to fit our culture. Yeah. Well, you know what Jesse Bates is. He fits our culture. So, I mean, if you're arguing over some guaranteed money, figure it out. You you don't want that yeah. to turn sour and, and end up losing a guy like that because I'll never get over personally as a Bengals fan when we lost Whitworth and Pecco. You lost the heart and soul of your team, bam, bam. And it just the whole the whole team it hurt the whole team. Yeah, it did. And um, our 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 boy Zim Hude said said it best when he said, uh, you know, think of it as buying houses. You know, just because the housing market has went up, you can't you can't pay less on a house just because you want to, you know what I mean? Or I can't remember exactly how he said it, but right. he was comparing it to the housing market, which is actually, a, it's a really great way to look at it because just because the markets went up and your value for the house you want is down here. If this is the, the market that you have to pay for the house that you want, you're going to have to come up there and meet that. I mean, yeah. or else you're not going to get the house. Exactly. If you want the house, you got to pay the value of the house. And yep. and then you hope that the value of that house goes up in the future, which if we're talking NFL, most likely it's going to because guys' yeah. contracts are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. The salary cap's going to grow, like all of those things. So, mm-hmm. so go pay the man. Extend Jesse. Go pay the man. Yes, right extend out. Jesse. Hashtag him. Pay Jesse. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Mikey Hilton. Gotta love him. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are running up into about 32 minutes, 33 minutes. So I want to do a mock draft. What do you think? <laughs> a three round Bengals, Bengals only okay. mock draft. All right. You talked me into it there. I thought there you were listening with me for a minute. I was like, three round every team mock draft. We will be here for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I'm not that crazy. I I don't care to do a, a one round mock draft with every team on it. But yeah, I know some some guys will write articles and they'll do like a six round mock draft for every team. And I'm like, hey, it, you it know me, I'm a drafter. I can do all that, but it doesn't make for good content on here. That's just <laughs> yeah. my personal. Hey, it's like puzzle pieces for me. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I wanted to do a three-round because, you know, my yeah, whole thought was... If we're skipping other the, teams, it just gives us an idea. Yes. But, yeah, I just I was thinking, you know, three rounds is great because I've looked I've looked a lot into the first couple rounds to where I, I kind of know what's going to be at, at pick 64 or what wherever it is that we're going to be. But I haven't looked into round three yet, so... Go ahead and uh, uh, share this. What I'm u- going to be using this week, since we did uh, the TVN last week, I was thinking what the best one to be w- or to use this week would be uh, the PFF one, I, which I like a lot. What, what's your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I mean, I like all of them. They're all, they're all a little different. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If you just get stuck on one and you're like, oh, it's going to go this way. No, even teams do constant different ones. Like, not even simulators. Like, you just hold it with the yeah. people in your room and stuff like that and just go through it. That's why people would go through it on their own like we attempted to do last week. But because <laughs> little yeah. for what for what our show is. Yeah, and and another thing that I love about the PFF one is you can actually trade, um, you can trade picks on it, and you don't have you know no paywalls and all that, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, and it goes fast too. The simulation mm-hmm. zooms right through there. So, um, are so, we are we prefacing this with we signed anybody? Yeah. So let's let, let's pause the. I uh, cannot pause it, but yeah, let's just let's preface this that um, let's say we signed a, a Jensen. Let's like what we were talking about today. Let's just preface this that we signed a okay. Ryan Jensen and Morgan Moses, and, and that's just, it. Yeah, and okay. that's it. Okay. So in that case, like we were saying, you know, obviously O line is our top and only need. Um, and so interior, I will do, interior guards, like guards, guard specific, yes. So let's go to interior O line, and luckily Zion Johnson is still on the. Uh, so I think that's pretty much uh, self-explanatory there. But let, let's just double check. Let's available because maybe someone slid at corner or D tackle or or you know something like that that we would have been like, dang, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. And we've got some trades on. That were that they were all that were offered, um, which I don't know. I'm not really. I don't really want, especially in this scenario, where we need a guy. But we've got Zion Johnson, Parham, uh, Donovan West, Luke. Uh, now, sometimes, sometimes different sides will have different players listed in different spots. So look at O tackles too, because it might be guys that I have. As you know, as guards, but they're yeah, right. So let's look at that offensive tackle here. Uh, Darian Kennard from Kentucky, which I I like him awful lot. And I've seen that he could move to guard, and he's he's played more on the right side, so he's a right tackle slash maybe right guard, which is Uh something in this scenario he would be in the conversation. I was going to say that would be uh, in the conversation for me, honestly. because Lucas, that way you've got – and that there's my dude right there that I absolutely love, but he's – hopefully he falls to us in the in the second round. Your, your mountain Daniel Falele? Yeah, dude, that guy is – he's a monster, dude. I I that, I just can't get over the fact that he's freaking seven foot tall. And, Did you watch Game and, of Thrones? Yes, that's what he reminds me of. He's the mountain. He reminds me of the mountain. The mountain. He is. Yep, 100%. So, what's your thoughts on these two? I mean, Kennard or um, what was that corner like? It's sometimes hard for me to see this on the screen on my end. Corner? Yeah, who's just the top corners and the top D tackles? Let's go, uh, Jalen uh, Petrie, which some people have him Petrie. as a safety. Um, so yeah. Elam is that yeah. what that second one says? Elam and uh, McCreary, which I heard some. McCreary, didn't miss McCreary. Well. Kyler Gordon yeah. didn't miss that well in his forty. That one really surprised me. That's why I was trying to ask people if he slipped or something because, like, on out of his break because mm-hmm. he was supposed to be like that was his biggest biggest thing was his athleticism and speed. Yeah, and he four five seven. The last I looked, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I like Kyrie them. I do, but. But over Zion Johnson and with what we did, there's no way I would take him. So, honestly, I don't feel like in this – what about D-tackles real quick? D-tackle, let's go over here. Just because, I mean, we like Devontae White a lot, Jordan Davis the way he tested, but I still see him as more of a nose tackle. But yeah, Jordan Davis is still there. Yeah, that's what – I don't know, man. Even though he seems like he's more of a nose tackle, I mean, the man ran four I, seven. I was going dude is like – he is built like he's built like DJ Reader, but plays like freaking I don't know what do you want to say like a um. Well, no one's running he on is him. like a Cam Jordan. He's he literally a, he, 
Well, he's an elite run stopper now. But Mm -hmm. the way he tested, that makes you go, hmm, what could I turn him into as a pass rusher on top of it? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, since we've, I know, and this is exactly what's going to happen and it's going to terrify the Bengals community. But I'm going to say we draft Jordan Davis and look at the second round tackles and linemen since it seemed like there was quite a few for us to pick from. Yeah, What's I your think, thought? well, I think, I don't know, but it's me personally. I would definitely take Zion Johnson. I love Zion Johnson. Okay. But yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do the Jordan Davis because I mean, and maybe it's just coming off of, of what he just did, but, and yeah. then it says, okay, what's available in the second. Maybe some of these guys that we liked are gone now. Yeah. And that, that's what's so, going to hurt. Yep. So we're in the second round now, pick 64. It has to be tackle or guard. Tackle is Sawyer, Lucas. Which which, uh, Jamari Sawyer from Georgia, he can play interior also. So that – and then Lucas – My guy's gone. I think we'll stick. My guy's gone. Yeah. Fuller's gone. I'm crying. And I knew knew what you did there when you said, let's go Jordan Davis. You were like, man, if I get Jordan Davis and Flayley, I got the biggest, baddest dude. I was looking – he the was ranked sixty three and a half. I'm like, I'm like, man, if, if that happens, we've yeah. got some monster guys on the on the offensive and defensive line. That's I like big monsters. What can uh, I say? I, I'm going ahead and making them captain day one because just them going on the field against the opposing team to start the game. Good lord! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that sends a hell of a message. But hey, you still have Parham left. Um, you have the other the other offensive lineman from Kentucky, uh, Fortner, which I don't know. You know how he tested the center. He's a center, I, and if we, we in our scenario, we signed a center. So yeah. Um, it's honestly, man, the way the way this fell, I, I would probably take the the uh, Jamari uh, Sawyer. I need to learn the pronunciation of his name because it doesn't look like that necessarily how it be pronounced. But um, yeah. from Georgia, is- they got him. They got him listed as an offensive tackle. But mm-hmm. I think he'll. Oh, Maje's still there. Did he not test very well, Maje? Uh, no. He uh he weighed in at like two hundred twenty eight or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. And the Which, speed, I mean, somebody said he'd been sick. So, oh, really? This pro day. Oh, we've got somebody. Sorry if we just now seen your comment, Lindsay. We're getting into draft talk. Hi, how are you? Thanks uh, for um, checking it out. Thanks for, yep, thanks for joining the show to the Brews and or Bengals and Brews podcast or YouTube show, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, Majay Sanders. That honestly, when I looked at, at Majay, um, him and the Darian Beavers. The linebacker yeah. from UC, it looks like Beavers should be up on the line and Maje should be in the linebacker position because those two guys, Beavers is like, yeah. yeah, is a monster compared to Maje. Yeah, I I say we go with the the guys listed as a tackle and okay. go ahead and we're gonna move him into right guard. So we got Morgan Moses and at least we're putting him between you know two veterans in our scenario. We're, we're mm-hmm. You're talking about uh, Sawyer, yes, or Salyer, yeah, from Georgia. He's yeah. played. He's played yeah. a little bit of everywhere, but uh, we put him in at right guard. He'd have Morgan Moses, veteran, and Ryan Jensen. So I think they could mm-hmm. help. You know, plus it's still you know what? with guys in house. I was going to say, and as terrified as I was of this um, scenario, I'm honestly okay with it now. What, what's your thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> it still scares me because it's still the the unknown. But but yeah. I mean a little better because I just because of how much I do like you know the guy from Georgia with his versatility. Yeah. And honestly, I maybe this is just me, but I honestly like the uh, the upside of a Jackson Carmen just because I you know he didn't play bad at, at left guard last year in the limited snaps that he had, and yeah. I just think if he has uh, Ryan Jensen and a Jonah, Jonah Williams on each side of him. You know, maybe he plays better. You know, instead of having Isaiah Prince or, um, um, what's his name, 
the right tackle. Well, I mean, from last year, Riley Reef. Riley Reef, yeah. I mean, I I just think that which more there's not a very big in all, in my opinion between or not a very big uh, upside between a Riley Reef or a big difference between a Riley Reef and a Jonah Williams. I think. Jonah has the potential to grow more, but I think they're both kind of the same player in, in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, Reeves just 34. I feel like he's on yeah. the, the tail end. Like, it was one of his worst years. Yes, he moved possessions, but I don't know. Yeah. You got to sometimes look at the trend, and, you know, maybe it won't be a trend. Maybe you sign him back, and he's fine, but I don't know. All right. We're in the third round now. Yep. We're in the third round now. Um, and the ideal spot in my opinion, to possibly take a receiver or, um, you know, we've got Alex Pierce, which I love this, this dude. <laughs> he looks, did you see his, his, uh, 40 time, which I know. Well, it was his was overall. He was one of the highest jumpers, 40 and a half inch vertical, like yep. elite and, testing all around. And what I liked about him is he, he reminds me a lot of a, um, um, I don't know what do you what do you want to say. Not size wise, but how but much just the way he, How much is he going to play? Plus, I don't think he's going to be here in real life, but he is here on this simulator. But how much yeah. does he play? How much do do we really? If our top three is healthy, do we actually do we spread it out more? Do you want a? Yeah, you're right. Do you want to spend a thirty or a third round pick on a twenty percent of snaps guy? Guy yeah, probably that, not. Yeah. But uh, what do we have at tight end and corner would be the other two spots. Oh, tight end, yeah. Look at. Yep, tight end is um, – you've got – I don't know a whole lot about this guy, but that hey, Greg Dolchich. Yeah. Um, he, I heard real. a lot about him, yeah. Who else is on here? Because I don't know – I don't know PFF's, you know, rankings. Off the um, head, so. James Mitchell, Cole Turner, Jake Ferguson. Um, yeah, yeah it, tight end that I that I probably like there would probably be uh, Greg Dolridge from UCLA. Like, let's check out yeah. corners and see if there's somebody we like better than him. Um, what's your thoughts on that ed, that Kentucky edge? Who who Josh uh, Pascal? Yeah, he was. It said he was available, but uh, JoJo Doman. Um. I've seen the other cornerback from LSU, which do you want to get another LSU guy in the in the in the system? Kendrick, man, is that Darian Kendrick? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be bad. He was first at Clemson, now then he played this year at Georgia, but I don't know what's oh. all. Oh yeah. Jeff Trinical's favorite player right there. He made it to round three. We'll Did take Kobe Bryant just for Jeff this week to make up for yeah. taking Desmond Ritter, Ritter to the Steelers in round one last week. We'll do that, and I'm honestly I'm okay. I can't wait to see how he tests um, Kobe Bryant. Uh, well, I, he, like a, he also ran like a four, five, seven unofficial. Okay, earlier. I was going to say I didn't really get to look into him very much so far, but yeah, there's that. What, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's solid. It's it's scary a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> with what it's we brought, definitely, I mean. In, like, is our line that much improved? You know, like, I yeah. still – I still Our defense is – I think our defense is looking stout right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're putting Jordan Davis out. Yep. He don't even have to be a captain. Yeah, you know, you know, that's one thing that we never preface that side of things. You know, this is yeah, – as far as free agency goes, are we um, – yeah, you know, were we signing back uh, one of a Larry O and a B, uh, BJ Hill? You know, because that a lot of that will, will roll into this as well. And then did we re-sign Eli Apple? Um, those are the kind of things that we have to think about before the draft as well. So we probably should have prefaced all that before we started the draft. But let's just say we signed one of those two guys and brought back Eli Apple on a vet minimum. Kobe Bryant's Whoa. official time was four five four. Four five four. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Sauce Gardner, 441. So on his second run, he must have ran even faster. That's huge for him being, you know, as long yeah. as he is. Like, I mean, I still think Definitely. it's like, shoo, Kyrie Elam, 439 from Florida. Like, we were talking about him as potential uh, first round there mm-hmm. during that mock. And these are official times now. So Tariq Woolen ran a 426 at six foot four. Golly. Texas San Antonio, a small school, but he played played like he belonged at the Senior Bowl. I mean, him and Zion Johnson, two of my biggest man crushes right now in the draft. Yep. Those are your your Falele and and, uh, Davis for me. Yeah, you like like your man nice and thick. That's why I'm your podcast host. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right, buddy. I think we'll we'll wrap it up on that one. Yep, that's what. Hey, one hell of a podcast here. Um, we talked a little bit of Bengals fantasy or not fantasy free agency is the word I was looking for. See, he he's got me all hot and bothered talking about these big guys, <laughs> and I'm talking fantasy now. Yep. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, just, we talked a little bit of free agency, a little bit of, uh, and that's basically what we're going to do from now until the draft. And then once the draft is over and we'll start talking, do you uh, have, what do you want to say? Week do, you one? A, do you have a beer recap real quick? So it's completely empty. Now this is the, honestly, as, as much as I've had 50 West, this is my first coach to coach. And I have to say, if I know a lot of you guys don't like IPAs, but this was really good. It was really earthy, um, which I, a lot of IPAs are. But I, I mean, I'm I'm sold, sold on it. I'll finish the rest of that six pack tonight. What's your uh, What's your opinions on that uh, Miller Latte where you got over there? Still tastes like beer. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been the Bengals and Brews podcast or YouTube show, whatever you want to say it is. Um, I've had a fun day, and we will leave you all with a who day. Who day?